Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is Friday night, October 30th, the day before Halloween. I hope everybody had a great day and had a great week as well. Now, I am here because I just wanted to hop on and just share some things that I went through this past year. Some of you may be familiar with them. Some of you may not be, but I just wanted to share them with you all. Now, as people are jumping on, I just wanted to just invite you to go ahead and share this broadcast. If you're catching it live, welcome. If you're watching the replay, go ahead and just comment hashtag replay. Let me know you're watching the replay, or you may be listening to this on the podcast. So I just wanted to welcome you here tonight. For those of you that do not know me, my name is LaJuan Moses, and I am a productivity and success strategist who helps working moms to master their mindset and own their time so that they can make money moves. I am also the creator and host of the More Than a Mother podcast, where we believe that you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. Now, if you're joining me on Facebook, I am using StreamYard. So in order for me to see your comments, you do have to allow access to StreamYard. So be sure to do that if you're going to comment or I do not know who you are. So the purpose of this broadcast, now this has been truly a, uh, what is the best word to describe this year? One of highs and lows this past year. So many things have happened, some for good, some for bad, but it has truly been an adventurous year. So I wanted to just share with you all, because this time last year, I had just left my doctor's office earlier in the day after having over a course of 10 days, some dizzy spells that were getting increasingly worse. And it just lasted for 10 days. They would happen when I was driving, when I was standing up, wherever I was, I was just having these dizzy spells that were just getting increasingly worse happening over time. So that finally I went to my doctor on the day before Halloween. Now, when I went to see my doctor, she ran all these tests just to see what was going on. She decided that I didn't quite have full vertigo, but perhaps it could be vertigo. So she advised me to stay out of work for the next couple of days. She gave me some medicine to treat the dizziness and sent me on my way. So I was out of work. Hello, thank you for joining me. So I was out of work and on Halloween the next day, I had taken a nap and I was waking up from this nap to go ahead and pick my daughter up from the bus stop. So when I got up, I noticed that my left side, it was feeling kind of sleep. It was feeling kind of off. Wasn't quite sure what was happening, but I just knew something was off. Figured I had slept too long, slept on the side for too long. Just wasn't quite sure what was happening. So I went ahead to proceed to get my daughter from the bus stop. Now, if you know me, I am always moving kind of fast, always walking kind of fast, always on the go. So I hopped up, went to run down the steps to go get my daughter from the bus stop. But I noticed when I was going down the steps that my left side, my left leg, it was not coming with me. It was like a hesitation. And I had to grab onto the rail so that I would not fall. So as I'm walking down the steps, I'm noticing that each time I go to move, my left side just isn't coming with me. It's not moving the same time I am. And I had plans to go through the store after I picked my daughter up from the bus stop. Because of course, like I mentioned, this was the day before Halloween. So I'm always last minute. So I need to get candy, all these things. So I went and got my daughter from the bus stop, but I just wasn't feeling right. So something told me to go back home. So when I came back home and we were going back inside the house, I went to run up the steps that we have outside and I tripped and I fell forward on my hands. And then I kept trying to get my left leg up the steps and it wouldn't go. I kept just bumping, bumping, bumping. 
just couldn't get my left leg up the steps. And at that time, I kind of realized that something was wrong. I needed some help. So I went and told my daughter, get my husband. Something isn't right. Need to go to the hospital. So I wound up just calling for the ambulance and they came and they did my blood pressure. And I think at that time it was like 180 over like 100 or something. It was astronomically high. So of course they're thinking stroke. They start doing the stroke test. They can notice that my left side just isn't quite cooperating. And they're like, okay, we're just going to take you to the hospital. Put me on the ambulance, take me to the hospital. I get there. And of course the ER doctors, they start running their test and they're telling me to do certain things on my left side. And they're noticing that I'm getting weaker and weaker the more I sit there. So they tell me, okay, we're going to call this a stroke alert. So mind you, this is Halloween right before, right after my girls were getting out of school, right before trick-or-treating time, all of this, I'm in the ER having these tests run on me. So like, okay, we are going to call this a stroke alert. So they told me not to be alarmed, not to be concerned. A whole bunch of doctors were going to come rushing in. And trust me, when they called stroke alert, there were people that came from all kinds of ways. They were hooking me up to all kinds of machines, poking, prodding, doing all these different things, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. So what I did not know at that time is that that would lead to a five-day stay in the hospital. So the purpose of this broadcast is because this is the one-year anniversary of everything that was going on. Hey, Felicia, how are you? Thank you for joining me. So this is the one-year anniversary of all of these things that happened. And I wouldn't know that five years or, excuse me, five days would go by and I would be in this hospital. I spent my wedding anniversary in the hospital because my wedding anniversary is November 1st. And I really, at that time, just, they were running all kinds of tests and they were saying it could be a stroke. It could be all these different things, but it wasn't until the neurologist came into the room and he had covered my left eye. And once he covered my left eye, I remembered that two years before in 2017, I had a problem with my right eye where I lost complete vision. Now this was around a little before Easter in 2017 kind of same thing happened. I was noticing flickering in my eye and my mom went up taking me to a hospital in Philadelphia, 24 hour hospital. And they told me, okay, you have something that they were thinking or called it optic neuritis. They're like, you're going to lose sight in your eye. There's nothing we can do about it. All we can do is give you a steroid and hope that it will speed up the recovery process. You're going to lose some vision. And I did, I wound up losing complete sight in my right eye for a few months and I took some steroids. And at the end of it all, I did regain corrected 20-20 vision in my right eye, but I still have color damage and my left eye really does most of the work. So because my left eye does most of the work, when I look, I see completely normal. So it wasn't until a neurologist covered up my left eye in the hospital that I remember I was like, wait, I had optic neuritis a few years ago. So that's when the neurologist is like, okay, so, you know, optic neuritis, as they told me back in 2017, is usually the first sign of MS. But back at that time, I had no lesions in my brain, nothing like that. There was nothing that was pointing towards MS. Went through all my treatment, eye healed, vision came back, slight color damage, but really everything was okay. So kind of once I told him that, he's like, okay, this is probably MS, but we're still going to do the CAT scan, give you the dye, et cetera, et cetera. So had all those tests ran, wait for them to get me a room. They put me up in a room. And then that night, as I'm going to sleep, well, my friend, first of all, my best friend since childhood, she had called me or texted me and she gave me a song to play, Miracle Worker by J.J. Harrison and Youthful Praise. 
And I just started playing that song on repeat because I am big on faith, big on trusting God. And I just knew that God is and will be a miracle worker. So I really played that song on repeat the whole time I was in the hospital. And so from there, when I was going to sleep that night, my husband had left, kids had left, my mom had left. I was there by myself going to sleep. And then I noticed my left side, it started jerking. Like I had no control over the left side of my body. My arm was jerking, my leg was jerking. And I pushed the button to call the nurse. The nurse came in and she's like, okay, well, this could just be a result of what you're going through. Sometimes this happens, your body's in stress. Didn't really know what was going on. She left the room and probably within a minute or so, I just felt my body just completely shaken. I remember calling out and just screaming, somebody come help me, something is wrong. And I hear them come rushing in and they're like, she's having a seizure. That's all I remember hearing them saying. And they were holding me, making sure I was okay. My left side was just jerking. They're like, she's having a seizure, having a seizure. I was there by myself. And as I think about this, I just thank God because I've come so far in this year. So I'm just so thankful for that. But I was shaking, jerking, all of that. And then it stopped and I was back to normal. And I remember telling them I needed my mom. I needed my husband. I needed somebody there with me. I remember picking up the phone. I'm trying to text my mom and I can't see the buttons. My fingers aren't working. I'm getting frustrated because I cannot push these buttons on my phone. I can't figure out why I can't send this text message. And I remember picking up the phone and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to call. I could push that button to call. So I call my mom and I'm like, I need you. That's all I remember saying is I need you. So she's like, okay, I'm coming. At that time, they had called my husband and he was on his way back. So he got back to the hospital and I'm sitting there and I'm telling him what I went through. The next thing I know, my left side starts shaking again. And I'm like, it's happening again. He's like, what? I'm like, I can't stop this shaking. It's happening again. And so he's like, okay, he comes over. He's grabbing my arm, trying to stop her from shaking. And I'm just like, it's happening again. And that's all I remember is just, I start shaking. Like, I feel like I'm trying to get up and he's calling for somebody to come help. And I don't, I think I lost consciousness from what I can remember. Cause I heard him say, she's having a seizure. I heard something about getting medicine. The next thing I know I was back awake. So what wound up being the result of that was that because I do have lesions in my brain now, where those lesions are, they sit on some nerves. So it was said that because all this inflammation was happening in my body, it was causing me to have seizures. So that was my very first night in the hospital, everything I went through. And from there, they ran endless tests, countless tests, took so much blood for me, trying to figure out what was going on. My left side was so weak. I was walking with a cane. I had to do the therapy while I was in the hospital. Wound up being there for five days, preliminary diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, although none of the tests they had done had come back conclusive. That's what they told me. And this was all, like I said, one year ago. And when I left that hospital, couldn't drive because I had lost consciousness. I couldn't work. Of course, my vision and everything, I was still feeling like migraines, cloudy vision, all those things, just everything was just happening at that time. And so I was just in that space where I just didn't know what was going to happen, kind of fearful, kind of worried, kind of concerned, not knowing what was going to happen. I just knew that I was not feeling like myself and it was going to be a long road to recovery. So I come home and I'm thinking, all right, I'm home. Of course, I'll have to rest, but things will get back to normal. Things will get kind of better and I'll be able to do my normal routine, do everything that's happening. Just go forward, you know, do my normal routine. 
But I soon found that lights were bothering my eyes and they still bother my eyes to this day. Lights were bothering my eyes. Sound was bothering me. I would get up to get something as simply as some water or get some breakfast and my head would start spinning. I would start having migraines, which would force me to have to come back and just sit down and do nothing. And if you know me, I'm a person, yes, when I want to do nothing, that is good. But when I'm forced to, it's like, okay, I can't do anything at this time. I could not do anything but sit in a dark, quiet room and just really rest and relax. I had to walk with a cane. People had to drive me around. As I said, I was getting dizzy all the time, migraines, everything like that. Couldn't even make myself some breakfast. So it was definitely a rough journey. So as I sit here, like I said, I am just so thankful to God for healing me. I was out of work through that whole end of the year. I went back to work in January. Hi, cousin. How are you? Went back to work in January of 2020 on a part-time basis. Still couldn't drive. Still had the cane. Still had people that were taking care of me, doing everything. Really couldn't be anything but myself. But as I know, and as a lot of you listen to this know, that God does everything for a reason. And I take you back because I was doing a whole lot in 2019. I was just involved in everything, doing everything, everywhere, all the time. And I kept saying, okay, when 2020 comes, I'm cutting back on this. When 2020 comes, I'm cutting back on that. Now, I feel that God knows me and he knows that I like to be involved in a whole lot of things. So because I kept saying when 2020 comes, I'm cutting back on this. I'm coming off of this committee. I'm saying no to things. I'm cutting back. He put me in a position to where I really had to stop everything because I was hearing from him and knowing at that time that if I wanted to focus on my dreams and goals, if I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do for my life, I was only one person. I had a limited capacity. So in order to get to my dreams and goals and work on the things that I wanted to work on, I had to let some things go. So I kept saying, okay, 2020 is almost here. It's the end of the year. When 2020 is over, I am done. Well, God cut that off November of 2019. Well, really Halloween 2019. He was like, okay, you're done now. You are done doing everything. And it really was a shock to me because I was so used to doing everything all the time. And I know a lot of people can relate to doing everything all the time, but it was really in that time, I couldn't be a mother, really couldn't be a wife. I just had to be myself. I had to let people take care of me. So I went from being the caretaker, doing everything to sitting down and letting people take care of me. And it was in that time that I realized, okay, I'm forced to be Lawan. I have to sit with LaJuan. I have to realize the things that LaJuan likes to do because LaJuan's not out here taking care of the kids. She's not making dinner. She's not doing all these things that she was doing for everyone else. I have to take care of me. And it kind of clicked at that time that although I had been on this personal development journey for a few years now, I've been on my whole self-love movement, putting myself first. I still had so much work to do with making myself a priority and putting myself first. And to me, that was God's way of saying, okay, you need to make this thing happen. You have goals, you have visions, you have dreams, you need to make these things happen. And it hit me at that time that I was more than a mother. So that's where the more than a mother brand came from. I've been somebody's mom since I was 18 years old. Those of you that are familiar with my story know I had my son when I was 18 years old. So I went from high school to being somebody's mom. So I have been somebody's mom since I was 18 years old. And although I was on this journey to where I'm putting myself first, being a priority, all those things, I still wasn't all the way there. 
So God put me in that place and it was like, okay, Lawan, you are more than a mother because you can't do anything. And it's okay. It's okay. Your family's going to survive. Your kids are going to survive. Your husband, your household, everything's going to be okay. You don't have to do everything. These, you have people in your life for a reason and it's time for you to start asking for help. If you want to do what you want to do, then you need to ask for help and use those people around you. So my kids probably ate fast food for a whole month. My things weren't done as I would have done them, but they got done. And that was the important thing. And it helped me realize that I had really been carrying a heavy load that I didn't really need to carry. And it hit me that, okay, I was Lawan first. I need to get back to what Lawan loves. And if I'm really serious about starting this business, about living my dreams and goals, all these things that I want to do, then I had to be Lawan before I was anything else. And thus was birth more than a mother in January of 2020. So then it came to the point, okay, how can I get this out here? This was what I've been working on since 2013, the whole making myself a priority, taking the steps to put myself first, but how can I put it out here? And the idea came to me of a podcast. Now, I had never done a podcast before, knew nothing about podcasting, but I thought about someone like me. I love to read, but I just don't have the time to read as I would like to. So how do I best consume content? I'm listening to podcasts all the time. That was my thing back then. Listening to podcasts, on the go, commute, whatever I'm doing, I'm listening to podcasts. So, okay, I'm going to start this podcast. Knew nothing about it, but I want to start this more than a mother brand. I want to let moms know that they are humans before they are anyone's mothers. You are more than a mother. You have dreams and goals, and there's nothing wrong with going to get them. You have nothing to feel guilty about. I need to put this message out here. So I just gathered some audio and video that I had on my Facebook and Instagram pages, threw them together and started the podcast, which got me to where I am today, almost what, nine, 10 months later. And it is just an ever growing community. And I will tell you that I am healed. I still, of course, multiple sclerosis is not going to go anywhere. It's going to forever be with me, but it's, I'm not going to let it own me. So I may have this illness, but this illness is not going to have me. So I definitely feel better health and everything since a year ago. So, I mean, since this happened a year ago, I will tell you that I am definitely more aware. I'm more self-conscious. I am more intentional with my time and I am more present in the moment. I am really enjoying every moment of life and I make sure every day that I am doing what makes me happy. So these things, it was definitely a trial to go through, definitely a hard situation to be in, but I just thank God for healing me. And sometimes God has to do stuff for us hard-headed people to really get our attention. So that was kind of the story of what brought me to where I am today, the story of how more than a mother came about, just really the things that solidified my message and really brought me to where I am today. So I'm currently in treatment for MS. I do that every six months. It'll forever be here. I am doing what I need to do to take care of myself. And of course, I still have good and bad moments. And as I say, this is an, is an invisible illness. So it's kind of hard because there are days that I just cannot get out of bed. There are days that I just feel horrible. And believe it or not, today was one of those days. But I said I was going to be here. So I showed up and I am here. Because rain plays hard on my body. So it rained in Delaware all day yesterday. Overnight, the rain was here, the cloudy weather, and it wreaks havoc on my body. Makes me ache, makes me in, has me in pain, and I'm just miserable. But I said I was going to be here Friday night, and I was going to be here because I had to share this testimony because a year ago, 
I was in a place where I was laid up in the hospital and yeah, on tomorrow, Halloween laid up in the hospital and couldn't do this. I just had to show up because God gave me that platform. So I am here. I'm a little achy. I am in pain, but guess what? It's okay. And the show must go on. Things must go on. I can't let it stop me. Now I'm not this toxic positivity person. I have my moments where I'm just like, okay, this is horrible. Why did this happen to me? But then God always says, well, why not you? Why not let it happen to you? Because I know that if I give it to you, you're going to go out here and share this message, share it with people and encourage them and show them that these obstacles you continue to encounter, these things you continue to encounter, you push through them, you get back up and you get it done. So I don't feel sorry for myself. Some days my mind wants to wreak havoc on me and have me doubting everything, but I just know that God has a greater purpose and it is bigger than me. And if I have to be that face to say, okay, I have MS, MS of course treats everyone differently. So everyone is not in the same position that I am, but I really believe that mindset plays a lot in it. And from the time that I was diagnosed with having MS, I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn everything I can about it. I'm going to realize what foods I need to eat, what vitamins I need to take, what changes I need to make in my life so that I can feel my best self each day. So I just wanted to share with you now some lessons that I have learned over this past year. So one lesson that I've learned, I hope that these encourage you as you have heard my story and me sharing my trans my transparent story and just everything I've been through and to see me sitting here today smiling, a little in pain, but I have full control of my body. I'm not walking with a cane. I can drive again. I can do things for myself. And I really feel feel like the best I felt in a very long time. So this MS was a blessing in disguise because it really forced me to get up, get serious about my health, the things that I'm eating, things I'm putting into my body, making sure I'm exercising and really feeling like my best self each and every day. So I really feel better than I did a year ago, better than I have in a long time. And I believe it's because that health scare, that health challenge really made me become more aware, more self-conscious, more intentional about the things that I do each and every day, the foods that I eat and things like that. So one of the lessons I learned over this past year is that there's a difference between being busy and being productive. And it was, I've touched on this a little before that I was involved in everything, doing a lot. I'm always like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. But then when I sit back and think about it, was I really productive? No, I wasn't really productive. I was just doing a whole lot of things that were keeping me busy. And I was always saying busy, busy, busy. But was I being productive? Was I working on things that would advance my dreams, advance my goals, advance my life and put me in the position that I wanted to be in? No, I wasn't doing that at this time last year. I was saying yes to everybody and everything else and helping advance others' dreams and goals and others' priorities and putting their priorities out there. But I was keeping myself and keeping my stuff tucked away because I was too tired at the end of the day to work on it. So I realized that I can create my own busy and I can be more productive. So if you're listening to this, realize that there's a difference between busy and being productive. So you can be busy all day, but ask yourself, are you really being productive? Are you really doing something each day that's going to help you advance your dreams, advance your goals, get to the place that you want to be in life? If not, then I encourage you to kind of sit back, reevaluate the things you have going on in life, kind of do a lifestyle inventory, and just really think about what do I want to be doing? I want to stop being busy. I want to stop being a busy body, stop this busy work, and I want to start being productive.
And another thing that I learned is that your problems will come to distract you. Now, I've also talked about this before on my podcast. I am a firm believer that problems come in the form of distractions. And why do I say this? Because you can be having a great day, a great time, great month, whatever it is. And then a problem will happen, a situation will happen, and we get so caught up in that problem, so caught up in that situation that we forget about everything that we have going on. Everything in life is going to happen for a reason, and experience is really life's greatest teacher. And we get to that point where it's like, okay, this problem comes. How am I going to deal with this problem? This problem consumes my life if I let it. And once I let this problem consume my life, then I'm forgetting about everything else I had going on. So I encourage you right now not to get distracted by your problems. Don't get distracted by those problems that come up and want to consume your attention when really it's probably just a distraction that's happening. There are so many things that occur in our life, so many things that occur in our life, so many things that are going on that it's just like, okay, it's enough. I can't be distracted by this problem. I can't be distracted by what's going on. Realize that things are going to happen, but don't get caught up in them. Don't lose sight. Learn what you need to learn and then kind of move on. Don't get caught up in that problem. Something else I learned and I kind of touched on is that even with the best laid plans, life is going to happen. So it is up to us to adapt. It is up to us to adjust. It is up to us to be flexible and just really get out there and do what we can. We can create a plan because I'm a big planner. I have a lot of planners, all those things. I am big on making plans. But one thing we can't do is beat God's plan. So God has a certain plan for our lives. Certain things are going to always happen. So as I said, even the best laid plans, boom, something happens. You have to learn to adapt. You have to learn to adjust. You have to learn to be flexible. And if anything can teach us that, look at this current pandemic that we are in. We have been in this pandemic since March. We are now approaching November. And life, that was a situation of life happening. We had no control over that. Things changed overnight, but we have learned to adapt and adjust and be flexible. So when life happens, when things happen, don't get caught up in it. Don't get stuck. Look at the lessons you can learn. Look at how you can adapt. Look at how you can be flexible so that you can keep moving and keep advancing your dreams and goals. And another thing this year has taught me is to be consistent. Show up. Create a schedule that works for you. Consistency really goes a long way. Now, I struggled with consistency for a very long time, but I realized in this past year that, and I made a commitment to myself that no matter what happened, I was going to be consistent. I was going to give this whole consistency thing a try because it was something I always struggled with. So be consistent, show up, do what you say you're going to do. Your consistency is going to look different from someone else's consistency. And guess what? It's okay, but it's up to you to be consistent. Create that schedule, create that rhythm that works for you, stick to it, and then again, adjust, adapt, be flexible as needed. But consistency is really going to take you a long way, especially if you're listening to this, you're building a business, working on your dreams and goals, whatever it is that you have, realize that there is no overnight success. Those people that seem like overnight successes, trust me, They have a backstory to where for years, no one recognized them. And then it was just their time, just their moment. But they were there. They were consistent. They showed up every day. And by showing up every day, they were able to advance more and more to their dreams and goals. So I just encourage you to be consistent. 
Another thing this year has taught me is to listen to myself, listen to my body, listen to my cues from my body, and to really take care of myself. Now, if you're like me, a lot, especially a lot of women, mothers, we like to run on empty. We like to give everything to everybody, constantly going, 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 going. And we don't pause to take care of us, ourselves. And this past year has really taught me to kind of pause, take care of myself, rest when I need to rest, do the things I need to do so that I can feel better. So I know now that I have to eat certain foods. I have to really make sure that I'm eating each and every day. I have to get some exercise in. I can't eat the stuff that I love to eat. It's bad for me. And now I know that, okay, on those days where I may want to have that sugar craving and eat something that's sugary, I'm prepared to feel bad because I know it makes my body feel bad. And I'm doing that to myself. So it's really up to me to learn and listen to my body and cues and do what I need to do to keep the inflammation down in my body, exercise so that I can keep feeling like my best self, make sure I'm fueling my body right, make sure I'm taking care of myself, and most importantly, resting. People feel like there is something wrong with resting. There is nothing wrong with resting. You don't have to constantly go, go, go. You don't have to constantly give, give, give. It's nothing wrong with taking a break to rest, recharge, refuel, get yourself together so that you can keep showing up as your best self. So again, I said, this is not a toxic, not toxic positivity. It's not everything sunshine and rainbows. I still go through things. I still hurt on days. Today is one of those days that I'm hurting, but I am here pushing towards my dreams and goals, showing up and just sharing my story in hopes that by me showing up, by being transparent and sharing my story and sharing my journey, will let someone else know that no matter what you're fighting, no matter what your battle may be, you can see your way through it. You can fight your way through it. I've had battles to fight in my life. I've detailed them in my podcast and my book in different areas. If you haven't caught them, I invite you to listen to the More Than a Mother podcast to catch some of those other stories that I have told, but really just show up, fight through them, do what you can. And that is an important message too. When you're going through your mess, you may not be able to show up and do everything that you've always been able to do, but do what you can on the days that you can. And if you can't, then don't. But on those days that you're able to, even in the middle of your mess, find a way to do what you can, do something you love, take care of yourself. And if it's just a day where you're like, okay, I have nothing to give. I can't give anything to anybody. That is okay. Don't do it. Stay in the bed. Whatever that requires of you. If it's a day where you're like, I simply can't do life today. Okay. Feel those feelings. Don't do life today, but just don't get stuck there. And I think that's my biggest thing. Do not get stuck in the mess. Do not get stuck in the problem. Life is going to happen. So just know that you just up to you, take that control back and kind of just keep pushing. So to recap, the lessons that I've learned this year is that there is a difference between being busy and productive. There's a difference between problems and distractions. So don't get distracted by those problems that come because a lot of times they are nothing more than distractions coming up to throw you off course, knock you off track and throw you outside of your dream. So don't get fooled by those problems. Don't get caught up in them. The other thing is even with the best laid pet plans, life is going to happen. It's up to you to adapt, adjust, remain flexible, and kind of just keep going. Also show up, be consistent, do what works for you, create that schedule that works for you. And most importantly, my favorite tip of all, take care of yourself, listen to your body, listen to your cues, and just really work on being your best self in all areas of your life. 
So I am just looking forward to what the next year will have to bring, what the next years will have to bring. I know 2020 has been a hard year for all, even us, my whole family didn't share this, but we all had COVID in the summer, but we fought through it. Hey, Kamaya, how are you? We fought through it and we are healed. And thank God that my whole family made it through our COVID experience with everyone having COVID in the summer. Things have just been happening. 2020 has truly been a year. Lost loved ones, lost pets, lost all kinds of things. But at the same time, in all the loss, there have been so many blessings, so many good things that have come of 2020. So although 2020 has been a year, it's been a very emotional, been an up and down year, but overall, it has been very productive for me. And I'm just so thankful to God, as I said, for healing me, for giving me this platform, for taking me from being in the hospital this time last year, having dizzy spells, feeling my weakest, having a cane, all of those things, to now I'm here walking on my own two feet, feeling the best that I have felt in many, many years, and really just excited, energetic, and just ready for the future. So I just thank you all for joining me today. If you're listening to this live, I thank you for joining me for this live broadcast. I thank you all for your encouraging words and inspiration. Nikita, I thank you for your words and just being so encouraging with your words. I thank everyone that has tuned in and listened. And most importantly, I just thank God. And as I say, those gospel songs kind of hit differently now. Those same ones that I listened to before I got sick, they kind of hit different now because if you know once you have been through something, once you go through something, those gospel songs kind of hit differently. So one, like I said, that carry me through. If you're in the midst, if you really need to get through, one that carried me through that time in the hospital that my best friend sent me was Miracle Worker by J.J. Harrison and Youthful Praise. He is a God of miracles, signs, and wonders, and we believe in his power. And you are looking right now at the miracles that God can work and the things that God can do. So I thank you all for listening. You're listening to this live. Like I said, thank you if you're catching the replay. Thank you so much. If you're on the podcast, I thank you for listening. I also invite you, if you haven't checked out the More Than a Mother podcast, head over there and you can check out some of the episodes I did in season one that details more of my story, more of my journey. And I just thank you for being here with me, listening to my story, listening to me share. I'm thankful again to God for everything. And I'm thankful that one year later, I am here, I am healed, and I believe in God's healing power and know that things are just going to continue to get better from here. Things will continue to just go well from here and that I am truly a miracle and working and God is going to continue to hold me. And I just thank you so much. And I will catch you all later. Thanks again.